Well, we've been talking about praying with power, and we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer, which is, of course, in Matthew, the sixth chapter. And we have been learning that the level of your prayer will determine the level of heaven that's in your life, right? Doesn't, doesn't the Lord's Prayer say, let your kingdom, let your will be on earth as it is in heaven. So prayer is heaven coming to earth in your life. So your prayer is not intended just to tell God how awesome he is. It's intended to get heaven into your earth, right? To bring heaven to your earth. Heaven in your marriage, heaven in your family, heaven in every area of your life. So that's God's motivation for us to learn to pray. And we said that the disciples, Jesus never taught them to pray. They just watched him pray. And eventually they got so hungry to learn that they just said, look, John taught his disciples to pray. Why don't you teach us to pray? What's up? And so Jesus said, well, now that you want to learn, I'll teach you. So it's important before you learn to pray that you have to want to learn to pray. It requires a little desire. God won't teach you to pray when you don't want to learn how to pray. And then he said, pray this way. So we learned also that prayer is something that you learn. And prayer is a specific thing. Prayer is not your style, how you want to do it. You know, I'd like to do it the way I do it. Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. How many believe Jesus is right and you're not? Come on, somebody. I know all the wives, I know he ain't right. I'm teasing. So, in other words... We, we talked about the Lord's Prayer becoming a, it was actually an outline. So you do get to be you, but you get to be you inside an outline. And we heard from an expert that said that all great teachers teach from an outline. Jesus is the same way. So he didn't tell us what we had to say, so we just repeat a prayer over and over. But he gave us the categories that will bring our destiny to pass. He taught us these seven categories, and each one of these sevens are a key to bringing your purpose and your destiny to pass. Somebody said, brother, it's, it's not about me. It's just about the Lord. Okay, stop trying to be spiritual. We, we call getting saved is called uh, enlightened self-interest. You know you got saved because you didn't want to go to hell. Come on, somebody. We know it was about God, but it was also about you. It had a little something to do with you because you're like, I ain't going to hell. I'm going to Jesus. How many want to go to heaven? All right, that's a little motivation, isn't it? Because it's not, it's not for God, it's for you. It's called enlightened self-interest, right? And so giving is enlightened self-interest. And learning to pray, God knows what motivates us. It's enlightened self-interest. God wants your life to be better. And when your life is better, you become a light to the whole world, and you begin to overflow in everybody else. So he wants to make an example of blessing of your life. How many are good with that? I mean, he's going to bless you so much, you become a blessing to all nations. That's what he said. But you have to enter into the uh, learning process. We just graduated a lot of people. I, I graduated high school and didn't know anything. I still can't remember anything I learned in elementary school or high school. I played a lot of games. I did a lot of stuff, but I don't remember anything. If I, did I learn something? I don't know. I learned how to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning <laughs> or 7, whatever it was. I learned how to get out of class when I could. That's not a good thing. Don't be like me. But, but it's important that we, we get our heart in our learning. I love the scripture says, why pay tuition for a kid whose heart's not in his learning? So God teaches those who want to learn. So if you want more heaven in your life, you got to apply yourself to learn. I'm going to learn this. So we, we're beginning to take apart this um, 
outline, and we've been calling it Praying with Power, and we're at the beginning, and you know what the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, verse 9 says, he said, when you pray, pray this, Our Father, matter of fact, Catholics call it the Our Father, right? Everybody say it with me, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, it's important that we start off prayer knowing that prayer is not just about you because it's our. It's our Father. It's, it's something. We're a part of a great family. We're not by ourselves. Your destiny has to do with your connection with other people. Whether you become what you're supposed to be has to do with your covenant relationship with other people. Our Father. And then it also determines something else. That He is not your God in heaven only. He's your Father. It, 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 is, it is reaffirming that this is a relationship, not a religion. You know, Jesus was one of the only, actually the only prophet who taught this relationship. It was a newfangled teaching that God was your father. They were all about holy God, Jehovah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Jesus taught this relationship. So when you pray, I want you to remember this. He's not just almighty God, but he's your dad. Right, in Romans it says that we cry out, Abba, Father, understanding that we are not begging a holy God to do something for us. We're speaking to our Father. So every time you say it, you're determining that I'm not a stray cat. I am a son. I am a daughter. And you have to, it straightens that part. Some people say, well, what if I've sinned and all that? Well, here's a good place to say, you know what? Lord, I just repent and thank you that you're my Father. You forgive me. Right in the door, he says, you're my, you're my son. How many of your parents are predisposed to forgive your children? They just say it, and you're like, okay. Because <laughs> you want to forgive them because you don't want this between you and them, right? And he is your father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So the first part of the prayer has to do with this relationship, but it also has to do with defining who it is that you're praying to. He says, hallowed be thy name. Now, uh, you got to kind of get out of the religious context and think of hallowed. What does that mean, hallowed be thy name? How does it mean? Hallowing a name of something, what does it mean? It literally means to make something holy. To hallow something is to make it special. For example, you know in, in the Ten Commandments, what does it say? Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God. What? In vain. In other words, so the opposite of in vain would be the hallowed. It would be, instead of making something common and ordinary like the movies do, have you ever noticed they don't drop their books and say, Oh, Muhammad, they only say Jesus Christ? Because they have a habit of uh, profaning the name of God and making it common. That's why you, you won't see them saying, you know, uh, you know Oh, Buddha. <laughs> They, they want to say, they, they want to profane the name of God because it makes God weaker to you. God will never get weaker. He can only be weaker to you. So when you call his name in a weak way or you misuse his name, he becomes weaker in your own eyes. Are you with me? So that's why profaning or taking the name of the Lord in vain is common in the world because there's the spirit of the world wants to bring God down to a common level. He's just someone. But to hallow the name of the Lord is to tell God who he is. It's to remind God of who he is. To hallow his name is to make his name holy. Now, why is that important? Well, I told you a couple weeks ago, there's a phrase in the Bible called magnify his name. Have you ever heard that? Magnify the name of the Lord. We'll read it in a minute maybe. It, it, do you think that you can make God's name bigger? Magnify means to make bigger. No, you can just make his name bigger to you. 
You'll never make God any more holy than he is. You can just make him holy to you. So how the name of the Lord is not making God any holier. It's reminding you who he is. It's telling you this is not something that he does. This is actually who he is. Do you remember that when Moses went to Pharaoh, or actually before he went, God met with Moses and told Moses, you got to go back to the most powerful country in the world and you got to tell him to let his workforce go free. And Moses said, well, who, who am I going to tell him sent me? He said, well, just tell him this is my name. I am that I am. You know you something when you can just say, my name is I am. I am. I am. His name is the I am, meaning I am your healer. I am your answer. I am your deliverer. Whatever you need, I am. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the alpha. I am the omega. Right? He is the I am. You, un- you need to understand that, that God wants you to know. Even, you know, Jesus, when they came to arrest him in the garden, they said, we're looking for Jesus. And the Bible literally says, Jesus said, I am, and knocked those boys backwards. You know, when they got back up, they knew they couldn't arrest Jesus. He just said, I am, and knocked them down. Because this is the name of God, I am. Look at somebody say, he is, I am. And so when we howl the name of the Lord, how do we do it? Well, the way we do it is, of course, there's lots of ways. But one of the best ways to do it is to begin to praise his name. Remember, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. So when you don't feel like praying, you just need to start telling God who he is. You just use these words. Thank you, Lord. You are. And begin to tell God, I'm going to show you some ways to do that so that you can break through that flesh hole and get into prayer. And not have it be some source of failure for your life, but have it be a source of joy for your life. Read this with me. Psalm 135 verse 1 says, praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, O you servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of God and the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises to what? His name, for it is pleasant. We praise his name. A person's name is the most valuable thing that they have. If you want to do good in business, there's a famous book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. They tell you that the most valuable thing a person has is their name. If you can't remember their name, that's a, a, a downer. Like for many times, like pastor friends of mine could remember my name, but that was always pastors. That's your pastor Bray's wife, aren't you? No, I have a name. My name is Diane. But when someone remembers your name, it means that you're special. That you've, now don't ask me to remember all your names because sometimes I panic. You ever have somebody walk up, what's my name? Don't do that after church because I'm not listening. La, 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 la. Because I can't remember my own kid's name when they say, Dad, tell me what my name is. I call them every other name of all my other kids except for their name. I just go blank. I don't know what it is. I, have a, I, need, I need help. I need counseling on the name issue. So do not. I'm serious now. Do not. I'm running out of here after church. I'm running for my office. Don't be that person. <laughs> Dale Carnegie, who wrote that book, said this, A person's name is to him or her the sweetest and most important sound in any language. A person's name to that person is the sweetest sound of any other sound in any other language. It is when, when God hears his name, you know, when someone calls my name, like, 
for my kids, I'm dad, right? Dad. You ever have someone sounds like your kid say dad and it's not your kid, but you're like, what, what? Or mama, and you're like, what? Because <laughs> it gets your attention right away, doesn't it? When someone calls your name and if someone says, Bray Sibley, I'm like, what? Because uh, yeah, that's, my, that's my tag, right? That's, they've got my attention when, I, when someone says my name. You can't separate a person from their name. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed. How do you hallow the name of the Lord? Let's, let's read this, uh, 2 Timothy, the second chapter, the 11th verse. I want you to see this. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny Himself. I want you to focus. God is always going to be himself. He is not himself because of what you do or you don't do. He's always himself. And so when you know who he is, you know what he's going to do. Right? When you, so when you say his name, you're declaring who he is. When you declare who he is, you can be sure he's always going to be himself. He's always, he cannot deny he won't be something different than who he is. Now, we're going to look at some of the names in the Old Testament. Uh, if you've been around for a while, you know what I'm about to say. There are compounded names of Jehovah, is the name of God in the Old Testament, Jehovah. And there, there are times in the Old Testament, it's, co it's compounded, like Jehovah Jireh. That's a compound version of that name. It means the Lord will provide or the Lord will see to it. Whenever there is a compounded name, Jehovah slash something, it indicates God's willingness to act on behalf of his people. So when you hear Jehovah something, this is a promise that God is willing and able and excited and committed to act on behalf of his people. Why? It's because of who he is. Right? If my kids say, Dad, help me, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm all in. If they say, Dad, help me, I've got, I've got my checkbook, I've got you know, my muscles, whatever i got, I'm bringing it. Because that's my children, and they're saying, Dad, help me. So Jehovah means Jehovah Jireh. Well, let's talk about Jehovah Jireh. Everybody say Jehovah Jireh. Now, you should know that one because you probably heard it in a song before. And I think uh, Real Deal Holyfield used that, that uh, song to go in on, you know, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means God will see to it. God will see to it. It means the Lord who provides or the Lord who sees to it. Everybody say, he's Jehovah Jireh. So when we pray, we, don't, we, we come into prayer and we say, Lord, thank you that you're Jehovah Jireh. Come on, just practice when we say, Lord, thank you. You're Jehovah Jireh. See, this is who he is. It means the, the Lord who will see to it. The Lord who will take care of it. When you're worried about your bills, God said, I'll take care of it. When you're worried about your children, God said, I'll take care of it. When you're worried if you're going to have enough, God said, I got you. I got you. So you can stop worrying and stop operating in fear, and you can come into confidence because he is what? His name. I'm hollowing his name. I'm saying, Lord, thank you. You are Jehovah Jireh. You're the Lord who will see to it. You are the Lord. Now, where does that come from? Uh, you remember Abraham, 
has a son of the promise. His name is Isaac. God says, bring him up to the mountain and sacrifice him. Abraham gets the wood, gets the knife. As he's walking, Isaac says, Dad, I see the wood, I see the knife. Uh, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham says, the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. So he brings up, he ties his son Isaac on the altar, and he begins to bring down the knife. And the angel of the Lord said, don't touch that boy. Just checking if you would give it up. And then the Bible says there was a ram caught in the thicket. And God said, look right there. And he grabbed the ram and took his son off of that, and he put that ram up there. And the Bible says they call that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord's going to take care of it. You're not going to have to pay for this. The Lord's going to pay for it. The Lord's going to see to it. You're not the one that's going to have to sacrifice. You might have earned it, but God is going to do it for you. Everybody say he's Jehovah Jireh. God said, look, uh, I'm going to see to it. If you think of that, the areas of stress in your life, it's only because you don't believe in Jehovah Jireh. You might believe in God, but you need to hallow his name so you remember he's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to be himself seven days a week, 24 hours a day. He's always, for me, thank you, Lord. Come on, practice him and say, thank you, Lord. You are Jehovah Jireh. Number two, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Say it with me. Say, Jehovah Rapha. So we're hallowing the name of the Lord. We say, Lord, you're Jehovah Rapha. It sounds cool because it's Hebrew and it makes you sound like super spiritual too. But you say, thank you, Lord, you're Jehovah Rapha. You're the Lord who heals. Now that comes from a time when they, the children of Israel are coming out of, the, uh, out of Egypt and they're in the wilderness and they're thirsty and they see a, a beautiful pool of water and they're so excited to, to get something to drink and they dive down by the water and they start trying to drink and they realize the water is poison, you know, just like one of those old westerns. The water is poison and they can't drink it. And Moses talks to the Lord and the Lord says, do this. He cuts a stick. And he takes this stick and he throws it into the water and the waters that were poisoned and bitter become sweet. That place was called Mirabah. It meant bitter water. And he took that bitterness and he healed those waters. Man, what a powerful picture. God is the one that can heal the bitterness in your life. He's the one who heals. What is that stick? It's the cross. He can take the cross and put it into any one of your situations, and he can take that bitter marriage, that bitter relationship, that broken heart, that broken body. You know, when, when, you, see, when, you, when you see that circumstances where they really were thirsty, but they couldn't drink because it was bitter. That's what happens in life. And some people say, well, Pastor Bray, what does it have to do with God being our healer? Uh, I've been teaching in Baton Rouge, but that... This, this, that 75% to 95% of all illnesses are psychosomatic, meaning people that are bitter, that are stressed, that are worried. The majority of sickness comes from people who are sick in their soul and sick in their mind. But he is Jehovah Rapha. He can throw the cross into that bitter water to whatever happened to you, and he can turn that bitter water sweet, and healing flows from that. He is Jehovah Rapha. Look at somebody say, he's Jehovah Rapha. When we say, Lord, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord who heals me. Number three, let's go through a couple of these, and we're going to pray here in a minute. I love this one, and we'll, we'll close with this one today because I don't want to be too long. 
The third one is there's actually eight that we're going to go through. We'll finish next week. Because I want you to get a, a handle. Because now, see, you, you go from your mind just being all over the place. Now you're hallowing the name of the Lord. You're remembering who he is. And the third one is Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi, what does it mean? It means the Lord, my banner. That comes from Exodus, the 17th chapter. The Lord is my banner. Yes, come and play. Someone, is this the player? Are you the player? Loving that haircut, man. You was freaking me out when it was long. But this, I'm feeling right about that. You could have walked across the front by this time. Everybody's watching you go, oh. You're doing good. That was good. It was good that that was, that was good. Jehovah Nisi. You know, Jehovah Nisi is one of those awesome words. It means the Lord my banner or the Lord my flag. You know, when we sing that song, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming who's brought stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. Y'all know the song? And the rock is regular. The bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled, come on, banner yet wave over the land of the free and of the yeah, yeah, come on, give God a hand. It's great to be an American. But when we sing that song, what do we do? Now, I didn't fight that battle for independence that they're singing about, but I got the benefit of that victory. I didn't have to shed my blood. I didn't have to go to war like my dad did. I'd have to wear a uniform. I didn't get shot at. But I get the benefit. When I look at that flag, I remember the blood that was shed, the sacrifices that were made to give me this great freedom. This is not a perfect country. It's just the best in the world. It's a country with huge problems and huge faults and huge flaws. It's all true, but it's still the best in the world because on our money it says, in God we trust. And that's the one great special thing about America. It's true. That flag, I, I cry when I sing that song. My dad was a patriot. Dine's father was a soldier, died in service. When I think about what I inherited, that I can be here worshiping, say anything I want to say, I can go start a business as I feel like it, I can be anything I want to be, and I think that Blood paid for that. Courage paid for that. People, men and women who don't even know me, made this way for me to have to live. You might not think it, but this is great victory. You don't like it, you ought to move to North Korea. Stay there for a little while, see how you feel about it. You'll be like kissing the ground, say, thank God. I start remembering all those who paid for the right for me to be free. You'll look at that banner and you'll say, this is freedom. You'll say that right there, that's freedom. 
Well, that's what it was like, Jehovah Nisi, because there was a great battle in the valley. And God made a deal with Moses. He said, as long as you're holding up this staff, the people are going to win. And so Moses would hold up the staff and the Israelis would be just like plundering the enemy and having great victory. But when he would get tired and that banner would come down, that stick would come down, then they would begin to lose and lose heart and give up hope and, and begin to surrender to the enemy. And then he would try to get all of his strength. And you know, two guys came and sat down next to him and one put his hand under one arm and one put the hand on the other. And as long as this banner was high, they had great victory. Come on, say, he is Jehovah Nisi. What does it mean? God is my victory. Jesus paid the price on the cross. He shed his blood. He's the one who purchased my freedom. say he is Jehovah Nisi he means I will never be a slave I will never be in bondage to a man I'll never be in bondage to sin I'll never be in bondage to bitterness I'll never be in bondage to circumstances I'll never be in bondage to anybody or anything I can never be defeated because he is Jehovah Nisi his banner over me his love he called that place Jehovah Nisi the Lord is my banner. Now, I might have problems, and I might have struggles, and I might have situations, but I will never be defeated. Come on, tell somebody, I'll never be defeated. Why? Because you have a victor inside of you that's already won the battle for you. You might feel like you're going under, but you're not going under because you're under a flag of victory. And as long as you wave that cross, that stick, as long as you're under that stick, you're under the victory of God. You're going to always walk in victory. You're going to always conquer. You will not submit to sickness. You will not submit to depression. You will not to submit to addiction. Nothing will overcome you. Come on, shout with me. He's Jehovah Nisi. So when we get ready to pray on, on Wednesday night, I, when, don't just say, you're Jehovah Nisi. Say, you're Jehovah Nisi. You're the Lord, my victory. I didn't pay for it. I didn't earn it. But I enjoyed the benefits of it. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. But I enjoy the benefits of the cross. How about you? Right? Oh, say, does that banner still wave over the church? That we will not be defeated. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord himself will raise a standard against him. That means a flag. When the enemy comes like a flood in your life, when things look like they're going wrong and it looks like you can't make it, it looks like you won't make it, listen, the Lord himself will raise up a standard against the enemy and say, you're going to stop right there because this is not ordinary. This is not a common individual. This is a person that's under the flag of the kingdom of God, the blood of Jesus, the blood-stained flag. Are you happy? What am I saying? This is his name. It's his name. What does it mean? He's going to do what his name is. Now, we're going to pray right now. But listen, why do we hallow the name of the Lord? Why is that first in this prayer? Because hallowing the name of the Lord is declaring the end from the beginning. At the beginning, my already, before I even ask to be healed, I already know he's the Lord, my healer. Before I ask for provision, I already know He's the Lord, my provider. Before I ask for Him to be with me, I already know He's Jehovah Shammah. He's the Lord who is with me. 
I already know. So at, at the beginning of my prayer, I've already made God big and my problem small. Right, the old song Burl Ives used to sing, some of you know that guy. He used to say, that's about the size. Where you put your eyes, that's about the size of it. And if your problems are big, God's small. If God is big, your problems are small. God is bigger. His name is bigger than anything that's coming against your life. Anything. You just need to think right. You just need to hallow the name of the Lord. Remember who's with you. Right? What does the Bible say? If God is, come on, help me a little bit. If God is, who can be against us? Come on, if you don't mind, won't you stand up with me? And I want you to just lift that banner right now, like Moses did. His banner over me is love. Wonderful Jesus. Your name is holy, Lord. Your name is holy. Come on, let's just practice. With your hands lifted, say, Lord Jesus, thank you. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who will take care of it. All fear, all stress, and all pressure leaves my life, leaves my mind, leaves my body right now in Jesus' name. See, say, Lord, it's your name. You're going to see to it. You're going to take care of my kids. You're going to take care of my finances. You're going to take care of my job. You're going to take care of my marriage. And all those things I can't do, you're going to do it. So right now, all the pressure leaves my life. I thank you. I enter your gates with thanksgiving. You are Jehovah Jireh. You're the Lord who sees to it. And Lord, I just worship you. Come on, let's practice. Thank you. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord who heals my bitterness. You are the Lord, my healer. You heal every wound, every emotional trauma from childhood, from adolescence, from former conflicts. You remove the bitterness from my life. And the cross heals me. I release all bitterness, all unforgiveness. All that that causes sickness, I release it from my life. It leaves my life right now. Let the cross of Jesus be applied to the waters of my life. Thank you, Lord. You are the Lord, my healer. You heal the waters of my life. I declare, because you are my healer, I declare I'm healed. My body's healed. My mind is healed. My emotions are healed. I'm not the hurt. I'm the healed. And healed people heal people. Come on, just receive right now. Receive. Receive. Come on, let's thank God for one other thing. Say, Jesus, thank you. You are the Lord. Jehovah. Nisi. You are the Lord, my victory. Today I raise a banner over my life. And I declare in the name of Jesus, I can never be defeated because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. 
My cup is overflowing. I live in victory. Although enemies might come against me, you raise a standard against them. I cannot be defeated because you are with me. I cannot be overcome. I will never tolerate addiction, depression, sadness, sickness. I will never tolerate defeat in my life because I'm under the banner of freedom. And I declare, because you are Jehovah Nisi, you are the Lord my freedom. I live in freedom. I walk in freedom. Every day, I become more free. Come on, if you don't mind, just lift that banner. Lift the cross. The cross of Jesus breaks the chains in your life. Right now, no matter what it is, some emotional attachment, God breaks it. Some addiction, God breaks it right now in Jesus' name. Anywhere that you're suffering defeat, sadness, depression, something that's been handed down, your mama was depressed, your grandmother's depressed, and you feel depression on your life, in Jesus' name, the, the cross of Jesus breaks every curse and changes your DNA with his blood. Do you believe it? Just lift your hands and receive it. Depression, sadness, fear leaves your life in Jesus' name because he is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner, the Lord, your victory. Wonderful Jesus, wonderful Jesus.